All right, I wasn't sure if this fits me. Um, all right, so thank you all for showing up. It's cold and it's rainy. And I was thinking about this. Every time Brother Robbie goes up to, what's this thing called? It's not the power one no more. What's it called now? Recharge. Every time he goes up there, I get the opportunity to preach. But every time I do it, if I don't know if y'all remember, it is always cold and rainy. Um, one year he left, and it was probably about five or six years ago, and it was sleeting and raining and just nasty. And I ended up having to cancel church. So he gives me the best time to preach when the weather is the awfulest. So thank you all for showing up. I was thinking about that when I was driving here, and as nasty as it was, I was like, it's like this every time I preach, but people still come. So thank you all for coming. Um, I'm glad you're here. Um, if you got your Bibles, find Exodus 17. Exodus 17. I was trying to figure out what I was going to preach on. Brother Robbie gave me more notice than he normally does, because uh, if you know Brother Robbie, he'll call you last minute and say, hey, I need you to do this. He asked me a week ago to preach, and I was kind of surprised that I got that much notice with him, because um, normally that's not the option. But anyway, I've been praying about it all week, trying to figure out what to do, and I was torn between some things. And uh, so this is where God's got us at, and I hope it comes out as good as I got it for me. If not, I got something out of it. But Exodus chapter number 17, um, is everybody there? It's kind of easy to find. It's the beginning of your Bible. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for all that you've done, Father. I'm so thankful for all the many blessings, Father. I just pray you watch over us tonight, Lord. I pray you open our hearts and our minds and let us just learn and grow as close as we can. Father, Lord, and I just pray you be with everybody from Calvary Baptists up at... Uh, up in Pigeon Forge this week, Lord, I pray you just open their hearts and minds and let them just grow as close as they can to you, Father, and just give them safe travels on the way back, Lord. Father, I love you, and I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so Exodus 17. If you know anything about what's going on, this is right after uh, the, the Israelites get freed from captivity, and they cross the Red Sea, and they're free. They've been in bondage for a while, and once they cross the Red Sea and they get over there, what's the first thing they start doing? Any Bible scholars in here? Complain. Okay, so I figured we could all get something out of this. So they cross the Red Sea, and, and from Exodus 14 is where they cross the Red Sea, and Exodus 17, where it's going to be at tonight, approximately about one or two months have gone by, and all they've, do, all they've done is complain. They complained about how hungry they were. Complained about how hungry they were, and God sent manna down, right? They complained about how thirsty they were, and Moses had to strike a rock with his staff and let water come out. And then the water, and then right before that, they were complaining about how stuff don't taste good. The water's too bitter. So does that sound like modern-day Christian? God frees us from our captivity of salvation, or not salvation. He frees us and gives us salvation, or, or frees us from anything we're going through. And instead of being grateful about it, what do we do? We complain, Right. Why do we complain is what I want to, what I want to preach about tonight, because we are wrapped in flesh, right? We are battling the flesh every day we wake up. We can't look at what's spiritually, what's good in front of us, how we got our salvation, we got our health, you got your family, whatever blessings you have, we don't see that. We see the problems. We complain about how there's not enough money in the bank account, how the food don't taste good, how I don't have this, I don't have that. I don't. So I was trying to figure out what to do, and I was like, well, this sounds like us. This sounds like everybody that I know today, me included. I complain that I don't count my blessings. I don't look back and say, Lord, thank you for freeing us from Pharaoh and all that bondage. Lord, thank you for miraculously getting us through the Red Sea and just swallowing up Pharaoh so we ain't got to worry about him no more. 
Thank you for everything. Instead, we complain, we complain, we complain because we battle the flesh. Every day we wake up, we've got to battle the flesh. And that's what's going on in chapter 17 right here. This is the first time the Israelites have to face, uh, face another army after they've been freed. They've been in bondage. Moses gets them out. They cross the Red Sea. And they are camped at this site where God tells them to in uh, Exodus 17.1. I don't have it over there. But it says they camped, uh, see, and the whole congregation, the children of Israel uh, journeyed from the wilderness of sin uh, after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord and pitched in Rephidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. And you go on and read the rest of that story. But they were where God placed them to be at. It's not like they wandered off the path. God said, I want you to stay right here. And while they're right here, um, the Amalekites show up and want to pick a fight with them. So they want to pick a fight with them. They're trying to figure out what to do, and they're in God's will. They're right where they're supposed to be on route to the promised land, and they have to face an attack. That sounds like us, right? We complain, we complain, we complain, and while we're complaining, does, uh, does your car tear up? Does your bank account not have enough money in it? Does something go wrong, and you just face an attack? And that's what these, these Israelites, that's what's going on with them right now. So they're, they're here, they're where God wants them to be, and then all of a sudden... Uh, the Amalekites show up, and that's where we want to be at. It's chapter number 17, uh, where am I at? Verse number 8 is where we're going to start at. It says, Then came um, Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went on top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that, uh, that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalekite prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomforted Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. So what I want to preach about tonight is we're going through a spiritual battle and how we need to step up and help out our other Christians. Okay, so what's going on? If you, if you study your Bible and, and get into it, the Amalekites are descendants of... Does anybody know? Okay, yeah. I figured you were going to answer this. They are, they are descendants of Esau. Everybody know the story of Jacob and Esau? All right, what happened? Esau traded up his birthright, right? And because he did that, and this, and this is a whole bunch of study, but you do that, and he didn't want anything to do with what God wanted. He, he traded his birthright that he had with Isaac for a pot of soup, basically. But when he did that, and you study all this, the Amalekites in the Bible, are uh, um, uh, um, they represent the flesh. So what this is a picture of is a picture of the war between the spirit and the flesh and how Christians need to proceed or proceed and help other Christians fight their battles. Because Moses stood up there. He told Joshua to pick out some men, go fight this battle. And he stood on top of the hilltop, and he raised his hands up. And it said, as his hands were raised, they won, right? And it says, when his hands fell down, what happened? They started losing. So they're fighting the flesh. They're fighting the Amalekites. And Moses is out there holding his hands up for them. But his hands got here, or got weary, and he couldn't hold them up. The Israelites couldn't overcome the, the Amalekites on their own efforts, and neither can we overcome the flesh on our own efforts. If I try to do something of my own power, what's going to happen? I'm going to fall flat on my face. Have y'all been as stubborn as I am and try to do it on your own and not pray? 
And not, that's the, this is the first thing we need to do. We face something bad, we need to come down here and pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? But the problem is we face something bad, and what's the first thing we do? We'll call our friends up. What do you think I need to do? Or I'll do it what I normally do, and it's like, I think this is the best way to do it, versus praying about it first. Because when Moses is standing up there with his hands raised, that's an example of him praying. That's how they prayed back then. They raised their hands up and they would pray to the Lord. And that's what Moses was doing. But nowadays, I don't do that. I'm guilty of it. I don't pray like I'm supposed to. I'll say, well, this is the best way to do it. Let me do my course of action. And I'll fail just like the Israelites failed. And when Moses lifted his hand, put his hands down and got weary and wasn't praying about the situation, they lost. And when Aaron and her lifted his hands up, they started winning again. Because what I want us to see is we can't overcome the flesh in our own efforts. Uh, the battle, this battle was not actually fought on the battlefield. If you, if you get into it and read it, it was fought on that hilltop. Because it said Joshua chose out these men. We know Joshua was a courageous, men, or a courageous man and had a great army. I mean, they conquered so many folks. But this battle wasn't won by Joshua. This battle was won by Moses standing up there praying for his fellow Christians. They're not Christians, praying for his fellow Israelites. But what I wanted to see is what we got to do is we got to pray for our sisters and brothers in Christ. We stand up here and pray for them. The battles that Edwin's going through, if I stand up here and pray for Edwin, it'll do more than me down there by his side going, brother, you know, this is what you need to do. If I was you, I'd do this. I can stand on my hilltop. I can stand on my prayer bench and pray for Edwin. And it'll do way more for him than me getting down, down there next to him and saying, brother, this is how I'd fix that. So that's what I want us to see. We're going through a spiritual battle, and our battles aren't fought on the battleground. They're fought in prayer. So we need to be praying for one another. We need to be praying and supporting. And what I want us to see is that all of us can make a difference this 2024 if we take intentional actions. Because how many of us are about like me? We, we plan to do good things, but we don't do, we don't, we don't, we don't do them, right? I got all kind of plans that I want to do. Either it's remodeling at the house or it's being a better husband or being a better friend or just whatever. But I don't follow through. I'm not intentional in it. Um, I don't make New Year's resolutions because I don't want to break them. And if y'all do, I'm sorry. I've never made New Year's resolutions because I know I'm not going to follow through with it. But what I started doing is picking out a word. Last year, my word was better. That's all I that's Everything, every month or every day, I try to remember I just want to be better. Be a better husband, be a better daddy, be a better Christian, be a better whatever. Whatever I do, be a better employer, better, a better co-worker, just be better. That's my word of, the, word of the year last year. This year, I want to be intentional because I want to be better, and I've had all these plans, but I didn't follow through with it. So that's my whole thing this year is I want to be intentional in what I do, not just say, hey, I want to do this and not follow through with it. Um, <clears throat> there's a few things, that, and I'm not going to share everything, but there's a few things that I wanted to do that I didn't plan on doing but because this is my word, every day I try to think up, think intentional, be intentional. Whether it's being a better coworker, or being a better daddy or whatever, just being intentional. And it's helped me out. It's helped me be a better intentional person. It's, I've, got, I've got some guys in the church. Connor's not in here. Connor texts me every day and tells me, good morning, brother. I hope you have a blessed day. Love you. I want to beat him to that text message, but I don't because the joker gets up sooner than I do. But what I do sometimes is I want to text him back a message saying, hey, man, that's encouraging. Thank you every morning for saying you're praying for me. Thank you for saying I have, have a blessed day. I'll think about doing it, but I don't do it because life happens. I got to take the kids to school. I got to take Taylor to football, get to work, and everybody's waiting on me. This happens, that happens, that happens. And then I realize it's the next morning I get a text message from Connor, and I'm like, I didn't reply to him yesterday. So I, try to, I, I want to be more intentional on falling back up with folks. I'll be more intentional in everything I do. 
And what I want to get out of this message is Moses stood right there and he was praying. He's praying for all the Israelites while they were fighting that battle. But Moses ain't the one I want to focus on right here. Moses had his hands up praying for the battle. But when his hands got heavy and weary, who stepped up and helped him out? Aaron and and her, right? Aaron was his brother. Uh, You can go figure out who her was. There's a bunch of commentary that tells you who it was. We just need to know those were his two guys that were there with him. So that's what I want to talk about today. Not, not about us. We need, to be, we need to be Moses. We do need to be Moses. We do need to be praying for our friends. But how about supporting our friends that are praying? They might be praying for you. They might be up there with their hands raised, just as tired as they are, praying for you. And you're not doing anything to help them out. So, Brother Edwin, I'm glad you're here. I need you to come stand up here and be my Moses. Yeah, back there picking at me, preaching. And I was like, I'm glad you're here. I'm going to use you tonight. I was trying to figure out who I was going to do. I was going to get every, every small group leader, everybody had a ministry in here, but then, hey, it's Wednesday night, it's raining, and preacher's not here. If I did that, nobody would be in the audience. <laughs> so you got to be my Moses the whole time I'm preaching, and I'll try to be quick. Huh? I'll get my prize. you got to be my Moses. So as Moses stood there, he said, Moses told Joshua to go out and fight, and he took his rod and went on top of that hilltop and just prayed the whole time they were fighting. So you good? Okay, just checking. Should I get somebody younger? <laughs> so here's what I want us to see. We all got a spiritual battle. We all need to be more intentional in what we do. So when Moses was up here and his arms got tired, I should have had you up here the whole time I've been doing it, just so you get tired and weary. So when his arms were up there and he was praying, his, it says that his arms got tired. Where's it at? It says, uh, here we go. Verse 12, but Moses' hands were heavy. So imagine standing there the whole time they're battling, and your arms are going to get tired. Your arms are going to fall down. They're going to get, their blood's just going to run down from them, and you're going to have to set them down at some times. And when you put your arms down, your brothers in Christ, the Israelites, they're not brothers in Christ, the Israelites, your friends, your family, are going to start, start, start losing the battle. So I put this in our terms. None of us are standing on a hilltop. And watching our brothers and sisters of Christ battle with swords, right? Oh, and here's the other thing. So this is the first battle that I got more, so get comfortable. So Joshua and Moses, this is the first battle they went into. Were they a trained army at all? No, they were in bondage for what, 200-something, 400-something years. If they were a trained army, would they have stayed in bondage that whole time? No, they would have whooped up on Pharaoh. There was more of them than there was the Egyptians. So they're not a trained army, so they get out there and they're fighting. They don't know what they're doing. Pretty sure they don't have an arsenal with them. Versus Amalek is showing up ready for war. He's got his men in war. He's probably got his arsenal. He's got his chariots. He's got his horses. And these are just a bunch of, a bunch of Israelites that have been slaves that are free walking around in the desert, complaining, complaining, complaining. And now you got to go fight. So Moses is standing there praying his hardest for the folks that he knows that don't have the ability to do this. Does that sound like us today? We don't have the ability to fight the war we can do our spiritual war that we face every day. But some people are praying for us just as hard as they can because they know we can't do it. And here's the thing. People get tired of praying sometimes. And I'm one of them. I get, I'll forget. If I tell you I pray for you, if you text me and ask me something and I don't say I'm praying for you, I tell you this, I got way better. I stop right then and say a prayer. Because back again, I get, I get forgetful. Life happens, work happens, kids happen, everything happens. If I text, uh, you say I'll be praying for you and put my phone down and forget 
Now I can honestly tell you, if I say I'm praying for you, no matter if I'm in my office at work, I'll put my phone down, I'll bow my head, and I'll say a prayer as loud as I can sitting in my office. So if anybody walks in, they know I'm to leave me alone. I'm not just asleep at my desk with my head down. But we've got to pray for folks. We have to be more intentional and be more intentional and pray when, we, when our fellow sis, brothers and sisters in Christ need help. You still good? Okay. You're the other reason I got this. Brother Edwin, when he tells me he prays for me, I know he's praying for me because he is an awesome prayer warrior. But does it get wearisome sometimes, brother, to pray and pray and pray? But here's the thing. He had, Moses had Aaron and her that came up and held his arms up for him. So what we need to do, like I said, we need to be Moseses, but what I want us to see is we need to be the Aaron's and the hers for the Moseses. Aaron and her were present, so we must be present for our Moseses. you got to figure out who's praying for you. If you don't know who's praying for you, just help anybody out. Look around in here. It's a Wednesday night. It's cold. It's rainy. The preacher's not here. I'm pretty sure everybody in here will pray for you at some point. We need to be the, Moses, we need to be the Aaron and hers and support the people that's praying for us. There's a whole prayer room that meets on Sunday morning. Here's a plug. What time? 8.30 on Sunday morning. They meet here and they pray every Sunday morning. You can come be a part of that and pray for Brother Robbie. They pray for Brother Robbie. They pray for the choir. They pray for every ministry we got going on in here. Come in here and help support and pray for folks. But we need to be the Aaron and hers. We need to be present. It says right here, it's, uh, where am I at? Um, verse 10, so Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and her went on top of the hill. Does it say that? Does it say that they had Moses had to say, "Come on, Aaron"? So Aaron and her wasn't prompted. They wasn't called. They didn't have to be. They wasn't waiting. Moses didn't turn around and go, "Hey, come on, guys, we got to go. We got to go on top of this mountain because our, our our brothers about to go in the war. We need to go pray for them. We got to go pray. So we got to be present, and to be that, we must be prompt. You can't just be sitting there and waiting and going, well, I'm going to wait for Brother Robbie to call me, or I'm going to wait on my small group leader to call me, or I'm going to wait on somebody to call and say they need me. It says right here, it doesn't skip a beat, it says when they went on top of that mountain, that and Moses, comma, Aaron, comma, and her went on top of the hill. So we got to be present in people that are praying for us. we got to be prompted. Don't be waiting to be called. And here's the thing, we got to be punctual. Make this plug on here. Is everybody on time all the time? Where's my wife at? Nope. We drive separate. I'm early. She's not. But here's the thing. You say, amen, buddy. Me and you need to start riding together. You come by my house, and they can ride together. But, <laughs> they still be late. But here's the thing. If we're, if we're going to be the Aaron and the hers, we're going to be present in our, our, our prayer warrior's life. We've got to be prompt, but we've got to be punctual. We've got to be on time. Do you think they got up early that next morning? Every time they did stuff in the Bible, it said it was early. So, I mean, I don't think they were Baptists. But it says early they would rise or early they would do this. So it doesn't say that here, but let's assume that it was early in the morning and they were punctual. They were on time. Moses, again, didn't have to prompt them and say, come on, boys, we've got to go. They were there and they were waiting and they were right where Moses needed them at. Did Moses say, come up there because my hands are going to be tired? It just says they went up there. Did they go up there just... Did they know what was going to go on, or they just were going to be there and be present in case something was needed? Um, I, was, I was studying for this, like I said, this week, and I was trying to get Holy Ghost confirmation on what to do. Um, um, Justin Plies, Daddy, passed away, Brother Herman, last week. Um, and I got a, a thank you card from him. I think some of y'all did. He brought a whole bunch down here to the church and passed out to folks. 
and I was reading in it. And last night I got done studying, and Miranda came home and gave me, gave me the, the, the thank you card. And in it, it says, thank you for being present. And I looked at it and closed it. I didn't read the rest of it. And I said, this is my first point that I got. Like, I just typed all this out last night. I've been studying and trying to get it lined up. And I wasn't sure if this is what I needed to say, but it said, thank you for being present. And then it went on and on and on and on because that's all that I was. Justin and Kayla, I mean, I love them to death, but that's all we were. We were present through the whole thing. I didn't know Justin needed me, but I knew he might need me. So here's the thing. What we need to do, we're warring every day against the flesh. Our brothers and sisters of Christ every day are warring against the flesh. So we just need to be there and be present. Like I said, that note that Justin said, it said, just thank you for being present. And then doing so, I did a whole lot more. But if I wasn't there for Justin, if I wasn't present, if I waited for him to call me, if I wasn't on time, then could I have helped him through that process? No. But I was just present. And that's what he thanked me to do. And that's what I want us to see. If we are fighting every day this spiritual warfare, we have folks that were hands raised praying for us. Brother Robbie prays for us every day. We need to be there and just be present, supporting when he needs us. You still good? They're getting heavy. All right. But we just need to be present in what we're doing. So here's my question for all of us. Are you present in others' lives? Are you present and there in case they need something? Or are you like me sometimes between baseball, football, volleyball, work, church, cutting my grass, which ain't cutting grass right now, but just everything that goes on, are we not present when folks need us? Again, Connor, I wish Connor was in here. Connor encourages me every day with that message. He is present in my life every day at 6 o'clock in the morning. My phone goes ding, ding. One of them's from Connor and one of them's from um, Ed Tudor. Every morning, both of them, boom, present in my life. One of them's giving me a scripture. The other one's telling me, I have, hope I have a great day. They're just there. But are y'all present in your brothers and sisters in Christ's life? Simple as a phone call, simple as just being there, simple as a text message. Just be present because you don't know when somebody's going to need you. Your hands are shaking, so he's going to need somebody pretty soon. But just be present in your lives. Man, you're on spot. Both of y'all are on spot. So. <laughs> You didn't hear Jeremy. Jeremy Jeremy said he's going to be Aaron because he's not a her. (laughs) Y'all are right on cue. I didn't even ask him to do this, but that's my next thing. I was about to randomly pick somebody. Yeah. (laughs) But you got to be present. My next point on here is you got to pay attention. So if they're there, if, 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 if Aaron and her are there... For Moses, they're just there hanging out, seeing what's going on. They might just be admiring God's just grace, just taking out. They're again, they're in. They're where God told them to camp at. It's not like they were out of God's will. Say, well, you told us to go here. We're going here. They were right in camp where He told them to be at, doing just what He told them to do. And here's the other thing. Here's pretty cool. And again, studying your Bible, I love getting in it. The town, not town, the place they were camped at, uh, Rephidim. If you study at it, it means a place of rest. So they go from all this, and God tells them to stay right here in this place of rest, and Amalek and his army come up and start bullying and want to fight on them. So God's got them where they're supposed to be at. This happens. Moses and Aaron and her go up there, and they are present in his life. Second point on here is, are you paying attention? 
Because how many times do we get in others' lives and we get distracted? We're not observant to what's going on. Aaron and her could have been standing here on top of the hilltop watching what was going on. And here's neat. Since we got to go to Israel, reading the Bibles becomes way more real. These hilltops we're talking about, it's, you just look way out there. It's not these big mountains. We all live in flatland Georgia. It ain't no hilly, but it's hilly over there, and you could see way out. So they're standing on top of that hilltop. Aaron and her could have just been going, man, look at this. Look at that. Look how all these Israelites that aren't an army, they don't have an arsenal of weapons probably. They don't have the chariots. They don't have all that. They're just a bunch of slaves that got freed, just a bunch of nobodies, right? They got freed from the bondage they were in, and they're going, look at all the amazing things they're doing. Just like us, a whole bunch of nobodies in here, right? None of us on our own are, are good for anything, but God had us in mind where we could do the prayer room, where we could do security, where we could do choir, we could do whatever you do in this place. Look at all these nobodies doing stuff. Amen. And that's what Aaron and her, they could have just been standing there going, look at Joshua, look at this guy, look at that guy. And Moses could have been sitting here with his hands just as weary as could be. So the second point, first point, are you present? But the second point is, are you paying attention? We could be there and be present in our lives. Again, I'm going to use Justin again. I could have been present and not be focused on what he had going on. If I wasn't observing what he needed, if I wasn't paying attention, if I got distracted, I kept my phone in my back pocket. If I got distracted by social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, well, I don't know, whatever else all on there. Uh, marketplace, any of y'all try to buy buses or stuff you don't need sometimes? <laughs> but get distracted on here where I'm doing this and I'm not... I'm not looking after my brother in Christ. That's right. This gets in our way, so we have to pay attention and be observant. These two guys were on spot. I didn't ask them to do it, but they saw his hands getting tired, and they stepped up, and they were observant and saw what they needed to do. Are you glad they stepped up, Moses? Yes. <laughs> they were observant on what they needed to do, and they were obedient. They knew what Moses needed. Nowhere in here does it say, I'll read it so you all know I ain't making it up, uh, let's see. They went on top of the mountain. Verse 11, it came to pass when Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him and sat thereon. And Aaron and her stayed up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua, Joshua whooped up on him about what the next verse says. So you got to be present and you got to be paying attention. So here's my question. Are you present, but are you paying attention in your brothers' and sisters' lives? It could be your spouse's life. It could be your best friend. It could be a coworker. But are you there for your other Christians that are fighting battles every day? Again, show of hands. Do y'all fight battles every day or is it just me? So are you paying attention when your brother needs something, your sister needs something? If they see something in their lives, you could be sitting there just distracted. Or you could be focused on the problem. How many of y'all focus on the problem sometimes and not on, not on the solution? You could be looking at the problem. Aaron and her could have been up there going, look at that. Look at Amalek. I'm sorry. I'm dyslexic sometimes. And I just spit on you. Aaron and her could have been up there looking at it and saw Amalek in this massive army. Because he had an army. These were just a bunch of Israelite Jews or Israelite slaves that got freed. They could have been looking at that problem going, oh, we can't do this. We can't do this. We can't hold up this forever. And they could have missed Moses' hands going down. 
They could have missed Moses' hand going down. I was like, look, oh, I knew we were going to lose. We can't do nothing. But if they wasn't paying attention, they would have looked at that problem. Yeah. Moses' hands would have got weary, and this story would have been a totally different story. But they paid attention, and they noticed his hands going down. They noticed the army losing, and he's like, no, we've got to help you, brother, and pray. And they lifted it back up. So second question, are you paying attention? Are you paying attention for the needs of your brothers and sisters in Christ? And lastly, this is going pretty quick. I might beat Dalton out of here. Lastly, it's because Jake didn't sing but two songs. Lastly, so they, they, they were present, they paid attention, but the last thing of this were they purposeful in what they did? Because could they have, and see, these guys rushed up here. I was going to make them hold his hands to this last point. So you lucked up on this one, Brother Edwin. I wanted them just to stand there and see you getting tired and not do anything. I wanted them to stand there and they notice you were tired and not do anything. But Moses, Moses was tired, and Aaron and her stepped up and purposefully. They were intentional. Like I said, that's my word for this year, being intentional. They were purposeful. They, they saw that his hands needed to be picked up. And they acted on it. It said, it's, not only did his hands get weary, it says he got tired. And what did it say they did? They, they did. Before they grabbed his hands, what did they do? They grabbed a stone, okay? Not a folding chair, a stone. You want to go pick up a stone and drag it over here? How much easier would it be for them to go, hey, Moses, I know you're getting tired. It'll be better for us if you go over here because we got a stone that you can sit on. But reading the Bible, it says... Uh, verse 12, his hands were heavy, uh, and they took a stone and put it under him. They didn't take Moses and put Moses on a stone. It says they took a stone and put it under Moses. They were purposeful. Do you think that was tiresome for them to do, to pick up a stone? I mean, for him to sit on a stone, it ain't going to be a little rock. So these two guys were present. They were paying attention, but they were purposeful. They saw that he was tired. They could have said, hey, hey, why don't you come over here? It'll be easier for me and me and me and her if you come over here and you can sit here, then we'll hold your hands up because that's convenient for me. Are we guilty of doing that sometimes? Yeah. Hey, 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 brother, brother, buddy, I, I know you want me to help you do something, but if you can come over here, it'll make, make, make it easier for me to help you. Right. I mean, you want me to help you, right, buddy? Instead of me going, what do you need? Where do you need me? What do you need me to do? It says they took a stone, stuck it underneath Moses. So they're purposeful in what they did. They went and brought the stone to Moses. They were active. They immediately acted, and they're very agile about it. They picked up that stone and brought it to them. And they saw that Moses had a need, and they stepped up and did it. You still good? All y'all good down there? So my question for you, are y'all being purposeful? When you see that somebody's got a need, just being present is not enough. Okay, just paying attention and saying, I think he needs help. That ain't enough. We have to be purposeful in what we do, have to be intentional in what we do and say, there's a need. Here's what I can do to fix it. And here's what I'm going to do to fix it. I'm not going to go say, hey, hey, you need to come over here and make it easier for me. Is what can I do to make it easier for you? And that's what Aaron and her did. They stepped up. They were purposeful. And they brought the stone to Moses. They brought themselves to Moses. And they did everything they were supposed to for Moses. Y'all go sit down. Thank you. You good? So in 2024, what can we do to be a better Christian? If y'all made, made New Year's resolutions, that's great. 
Planet Fitness and Crunch, love y'all in January. But here's what I'm going to ask you. In 2024, be more intentional in what you do. Like I said, it's a Wednesday night. It's cold. It's raining. Preacher's gone. Y'all showed up. I'm so thankful for that. But to make it even more better, look around in here. What can you do in these others' these others' lives to help them out? What can you do to be an Aaron or her to help them out? Be present. Pay attention. But be purposeful. Be intentional. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If somebody needs something, don't, don't, don't ask them to move to the stone to sit down. Bring the stone to them and say, sit down, take a rest, and let me hold your hands up. Because that's what they did right here. And here's the other neat thing. You finish the story out right here. It says in, uh, uh, where am I at? Here we go. Verse number 13, And Joshua discomforted Amalek and his people with the edge of his sword. And the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Joshua 1.5. Does anybody know that verse? I thought the kids knew this. No. It says there, Joshua 1.5. Joshua 1, is at the very beginning of Joshua. It says, There shall no man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will so I will be with you. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Moses rehearsed. God told Moses, he said, you rehearse this in Joshua's ears. How much do we need to hear that the Lord's, gonna, Lord's with you? He's never going to fail thee. He's never going to forsake thee. As he was with Moses, here's the thing, as Jake sang that song, Me on Your Mind, as he did all that, I was on his mind. As he was with Joshua and Moses, and just think about anybody else, as he'll be with us. Put, put your name in the Bible. That's what I used to tell the kids when I did youth group. Put your name in there. So Joshua 1, 5, it says, there shall, not, uh, there shall not any man be able to stand against Matthew. Before all the days of Matthew's life, I was with Moses. So I will be with Matthew. I will not forsake Matthew, nor forsake Matthew. Moses, the Lord told Moses, rehearse this in Joshua. He said, write this down for memorial. This is the first time in the Bible. It's the first time in the Bible it says anything about writing it down. He says, write this down for a memorial. This is something we need to do to remember. And rehearse this in Joshua's ears. Joshua needs to hear this over and over and over and over. So how much more do we need to hear this? Every day we're fighting a spiritual battle. Every day we're fighting against the flesh. Either you're, you can't be on the fence. You can't be half in and half out. Either you're, you're all in the flesh or you're all in the spirit. And we're tugging every day against it. So how much more do we need it rehearsed in our ears? The Lord's never going to fail thee. He's never going to forsake thee. The Lord's never going to fail thee. He's never going to forsake thee. So the Lord commands Moses. He says, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of the flesh from under heaven. And we know how the Bible ends, right? Flesh loses. But we need to hear that every day. He will utterly take the flesh out if we stay on the Lord's side. If we're on the right side, then he's going to take, the, he's going to take it out. And you finish out this chapter, and it says, verse, verse 15, And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For he said, Because the Lord hath sworn that, that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So we're going to fight flesh from generation to generation. But what's Jehovah Nisi mean? Any more Bible scholars in here? 
The Lord is my banner. Exactly. So the Lord's my banner. What's a banner? A flag. So when I, and I've heard, I think Brother Jonathan McNeese did this, or it might have been Brent Carr, I don't know, but the Lord's my banner. Not just a flag that's flying on the pole out here. How many of y'all seen uh, the Patriot? And when Mel Gibson grabs the banner, grabs the flag, and they're going, they're at battle, and they're starting to retreat, what happens? If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the Patriot, go watch it. Hey, Brother Brent Carr was in that, so that's a biblical movie. You can watch it. But he was an extra in there. You can go find him. Look, look him up. You can find him all dressed out in colonial drab. But in that, it says that when, when the Lord, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord's my banner. So we're fighting spiritual warfare, and it finishes it and says, from, uh, Lord will have war with Amalek, or the flesh, from generation to generation. So every generation is going to have to fight against this. But Jehovah Nisi, he's our banner. So what do we need to do? We need to do like on the Patriot when it gets too hard and the army's retreating. Mel Gibson's character picks up that banner and drops down his musket, drops down his sword. And what's he do? He starts waving that banner as fast and as vibrant as he can and hollers and runs and charges the hill. That's what we need to do, guys. That's what Aaron and her did for Moses. And, and Moses built an altar and called that place Jehovah Nisi, the Lord's my banner. We're going to have to fight a fight that we don't go looking for. We're going to have to fight a fight that's not for us. And we're going to have to remember that God, Yahweh, is our banner. There might be brothers and sisters in Christ. You can play music, Caleb. There might be brothers and sisters in, in Christ that are just like on that movie. They're charging up the hill, fighting against the army, and it looks overwhelming. We need to pick up that banner sometimes. We need to pick up that banner and wave it like this right here. Brother Edwin might need to see me going, hey, brother, don't forget, Yahweh is our banner. We got this. The Bible says that he, we're going to war against it generation to generation. So it don't mean that we're going to, it don't mean that once you get to a certain age, you don't have to fight against the flesh no more. I'm not as old as some of y'all. I'm only 42 years old. Some of y'all are way older than me. But I've had to fight it every day. You had to fight it every day, Brother Edwin? Teenagers got to fight it every day. But what they need is an Aaron and a her to come support them. They need somebody to wave that banner and say, look, every, every day, we got every generation, we got to do this. Every generation, somebody needs somebody to wave that banner. Again, I'm picturing that movie. If I could figure out some way to get that movie on that screen while I was preaching this and see Mel Gibson running up that thing, this would, everybody been on an altar right now crying. But it wouldn't have worked if I would have tried it probably. But y'all don't need it. But what I need y'all to see is that I need somebody in my life to hold my arms up sometimes. I need somebody in my life sometimes to get the banner when I'm not feeling like being the Christian that I know I need to be and wave that around and say, don't forget, let's go forward. So that's what I'm asking y'all. In 2024, and here's the thing, I joked about always getting to preach this Wednesday when Brother Robbie's gone, but here's the good side of this. Most of the time, I get to preach the first church service for a new year. I don't know if y'all ever noticed that. So that's what last year was a whole about being better. I don't even remember what I preached on. Y'all probably ain't going to remember what I preached on tomorrow, but it don't matter. What I want y'all to remember is y'all need to be intentional. Y'all need to support. Y'all need to be present, pay attention, and be purposeful. Be intentional and help and wave that banner when somebody needs to see it. I need to see it sometimes. Miranda helps me out and waves the banner in our house sometimes when I don't want to see it. She thinks I'm mad at her, but she calls me out on stuff I know I need to be doing. I try to call her out on stuff, but it don't work that good. 
but I need y'all. I need men in my life. Connor sends me a message every morning. Brother, I'm praying. I hope you have a blessed day. Love you, brother. Ed Tudor sends me a, a devotion every day. I need folks in my life, not just text messages, but just being encouraging, just to wave that banner, just to pick that banner up, just like in that movie. When I feel like retreating, just waving around. I was like, brother, we got it. Brother Joey, we got this. Let's go forward. And in that movie, all them soldiers that were turning and retreating and running away, they saw him doing that, and they turned around and charged. And we know the rest of the story, right? We're not, we're not English. Miss Shirley here? We celebrate 4th of July because somebody waved that banner. We can celebrate our salvation. Somebody waved that banner. Somebody had to come in your life at some point and wave that banner and say, you don't have to be in bondage. You don't have to fight this war. You don't have to be down. I got a banner. I have a, Je- I have a Yahweh. I have just Jehovah Nisi. Let me tell you about him. Somebody, if you're saved in here, somebody's waved that banner. Preacher might have been up here and waving it in front of you. Your Sunday school teacher, your small group. It could be a friend. It could be a personal devotion. But somebody waved that banner in your life. And because of that, you're not in bondage anymore. Those Israelites were in bondage, but the Lord freed them. Just like he can free us from our bondage. Jake sang the song, Amazing Grace. My chains are gone. Our chains are gone because somebody in our life waved the banner and said you don't have to fight that flesh let me tell you about I told you the name of that place Raphidim it's a place of rest let me tell you about a place of rest let me tell you about my Savior so 2024 can you be more intentional in what you do for your brothers and sisters in Christ can we help them out and wave banners help them out and just like these guys without me without me prompting them they came up here and helped Edwin that's what we need to do without being prompted. We need to say, I got a brother in Christ. <laughs> I wanted the music and everything, them running up there. Thank you, though. If you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. Thank you, Tracy. But this is what we need to pick up a banner and wave it. 2024, we need to be more intentional. 2024, we need to be more present. Again, Justin gave me that letter in the first sentence, thank you for being present. I closed it up and I said, this is it. This is, and if y'all didn't need to hear this, I needed to hear this. So 2024, let's be more present. Let's pay more attention. And let's be more purposeful in what we do. Jehovah Nisi, let's wave that banner. Heads bowed and eyes closed.